Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Tableverse Podcast. My name is Justin, and I will be your Star-Lord for this original Starfinder campaign. Playing with me at the table today, we have... Hi, I'm Allie, and I'll be playing Quib, the Usagi Operative. Hi, I'm Connor, and I play Paul, the Lashenta Envoy. Hello, I'm Quinn, and I'll be playing Kobak, the Vesk Mystic. And I'm JD, I'll be playing Captain Eustace Creana, the Maraquai Salarian. All right, first off, we are in our new recording space here at a gaming store in New York City called Hex and Co. So thank you very much, Hex and Co., for hosting this podcast. Yeah, it's a board game cafe. It's thank pretty you cool. very much, and Co. Are you? What are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing a dice noise. Why? It sounds bad. <laughs> it sounds. It sounds crackly. <laughs> it sounds like your knuckles are cracking. It sounds forever. bad, and you should feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> I can put in a dice noise right here. No, don't do it. No, no, no. No, we don't need a Foley artist. We have <laughs> audio engineering. <laughs> okay, before we get to the previously on, I have a couple of things, uh, some boilerplate stuff here at the top that I want to clear up. So last session, Connor had rolled a culture check for Lady Isabel of Amda, and he rolled a nat 20. So I just want to make sure that everybody knows that a nat 20 on ability checks is not necessarily an automatic success. Uh, The only time that a nat 20 is an automatic success is in combat when you're attacking someone. Other than that, it's not a guaranteed success. What a nat 20 on an ability check will do for you will give you facts instead of rumors. Paul knows for a fact that Lady Isabel is the the Lord of the Crucible at Amda. And you know for a fact that she is a blue dragon. Otherwise, it would have been, you know, you think, you're pretty sure, or something like that. It's uncertain information that you would have to act on. She is a blue dragon? He knows for a fact that she is a blue dragon, and she is the Lord of the Crucible at Amda. And that's not a gang. That's an actual blue dragon. That's a blue dragon. Is like, breathes fire. Yeah, dragons can turn into people. What great fodder for my nightmares. Well, it's like a, it's a D&D <laughs> thing. At least in D&D, it's a trope that dragons it's can It's a turn D&D into D&D thing. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the scariest thing. You can think of something scarier than a dragon turning into a, a person. A dragon, a whatever. A flying spider. That turns into a person? No, just a spider they can fly. Spiders do fly. Oh, no, they don't. Yeah, they do. When when they leave the nest, they make a a parachute out of their web. Parachuting is not flying. That's that's falling with style. I feel like we are all picking nits out of our hair. Oh, no, it's not a nit. It's a spider that has flown. Well, you know, how about you you parachute from here to Cleveland? They don't have wings. Why would I go to Cleveland? No, flying, flying requires the ability to leave the ground in flight. Thank you. Not jumping out of a tree. Batman can't fly. Batman glides. He glides. Superman flies. Spiders are in the air, and that's what matters to me. But not like... I'm aware. I know. Thank you for illustrating it. I also made a mistake on the drift travel, if you can believe it. What? Yeah. So we'll fix that today. It usually <laughs> it usually takes more than 10 days. Really? Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. No. Oh, so JD brought to my attention the way that health regeneration actually works. It's bullshit. So we're going to incorporate that. Uh, starting today and if we absolutely hate it we'll change it but i think we're gonna stick with it i absolutely hate it okay give us an opportunity to hate it well i can i can heal myself so. <laughs> you can't and only yourself and, that's, and i think that's the idea is that you can buy things that cha- that heal health and you can have abilities you can have spells like you have that can restore hp if you take an eight hour rest which is considered a long rest you only heal one hp per level Oh, that's bull. Exactly. If you take a 24-hour rest or more, you heal 
two HP per level. But with my healing touch, I can do five hit oh, points no, no, right. per mystic level. So so what we could do is we could take long rest and you can do healing touch and just like heal up everyone. If I feel like it. If you feel like it. <laughs> I would like it because I am like at very, very low HP. <laughs> then I guess you should have opened up to me instead of Paul. I guess you should have had that heart-to-heart with me instead. <laughs> wow. wow. We did have a heart-to-heart. Consequences. I would hope that you... I'd heal you, but I don't really know you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so previously on the Tableverse podcast, we wrapped up the Animo Ludum. Kriana had a very good showing as Teddy. Yeah. Kriana also was able to befriend Farouk Aronian. He received a sending stone from Farouk uh, and an offer of assistance in the future if he needed it, and it, that went both ways. Quib had her gun stolen, and she cut Paul's arm in retaliation. Kobach watched everything from the stands, and helped Kriana to take down Ariorn Tenerfits. Oh, and Kriana also adopted Liza, Ariorn's stingbat pet that was following him around and helping him to attack Kriana and Kovac. We made our way to back to the Terrapin, where everyone is now. Kriana had some one-on-ones with everyone, and we just heard his one-on-one with Paul. Now, Kovac and Quib, you find yourselves in the common room of the Terrapin. Uh, Quip, I would like to speak to you for a moment. About Cho Ho? Uh, that is not what she is. That, that, don't, 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 don't. Okay, you only gotta get offended by that if you think being a hoe is a negative thing, so maybe check your sex negativity. Why would being a whore not be okay, a Okay, I said thing. a hoe. I said a hoe. That is different. It is not different. They okay, are the no, same. it is different because a whore is a life profession choice. Getting back And to being a hoe just means maybe you fucking for a little gas money. Maybe a little roof. Are you, you know? finished? Ain't nothing wrong with that. Okay, I just felt like you need to be a little bit educated. So. Are you done or are you finished? I finished. Thank you. Before we meet with the other crew members, I would like to implore your discretion about what happened between Valanth and I. It is a personal thing, and I do not wish the rest of the crew to know. Now, when you say discretion... I mean for you to keep your mouth closed. Okay, but, like, I could write it down and, like, show it to somebody? No. I am asking you this in confidence. Okay, hypothetically, if I already wrote it and left a note in the bathroom for whoever to see. Why would you do that? <laughs> I just feel that people need to know. I'm going to ask... Maybe you want to go to the bathroom, then. <laughs> I do I do have to go to the bathroom. As a matter of fact, we were on Versace for quite a long time, and I had a couple of churros. That is not what I'm asking you, though. I need your... Oh, you mean like a number two? Well, let me go in first, then. This feels more like a number four, but yes. Honestly, why the only one bathroom on the ship? This feels like an issue. It was a very big design flaw. Very big. Paul has his own bathroom that he hasn't told you about. Right. It is, can- it is now canon that the... Terrapin only has one bathroom okay. that everyone shares, <laughs> except, except Paul. for Paul, because he has his own bathroom. He's got lucky when we were picking rooms. Yeah. Cut to me. <laughs> <laughs> I am asking you this as a crew member and a... Say it. Work associate. Ah! Okay. And as a... A... Equal. Oh, shit. That is not what I was waiting for, but I will take it. Thank you. So you ain't going to try to eat me? I home? would never have eaten you. You going to stop there. with all that? You look delicious. <laughs> kind of shiss. I, I will keep. I mean, I know I do look delicious. Uh, that you do. You do. If that is what is asked of me, I will accommodate if that means that you will keep this to yourself. Okay. I will promise you this. I will do my best. If it is the best that I can accept, then fine, yes. But if anybody happens to already have found out, I cannot be responsible. How would they know? It was only you and I there. Maybe I may have said some things before we had this conversation. But I do not gossip. I 
that's not... Assuming you did not say anything. Just do not say anything further. Like, I didn't say anything directly to somebody, but, like, somebody may have overheard me yelling about it just, like, to myself. Okay, well, then don't do that anymore. I won't do it anymore. Thank you very much. <sighs> what is everyone else? I don't know. Maybe they're in that one bathroom. Oh, God, I really need to go. As soon as you say that, you see that Kriana is entering the common room. Kovac turns to Quib. Don't you do not think not a word. Oh, good. You're, you're both here. I was about to... Ask everyone to meet here anyways. Meet regarding what? Our next move? Yes, and then I also want to get some info about what happened. There's no, there's no, uh, we, we all know what happened. There's, there's nothing else. What do you mean? We don't know what happened. I, I don't know how your trip to the library went. I don't know if it was a success or not. We didn't talk. Yes, uh, the, the trip was a success. We, we got the book in which we needed. I have it here. Okay, excellent. That's good. That's uh, good. And the lamp left and nothing else happened. Okay. Yes, she, uh... She, she was very helpful. She That's was... really nice of her. She was very helpful. Yeah, she was... She, uh, she really helped out Koba. Yeah, she's... A lot. She, she She is a very, very uh, nice woman. And uh, we have the book, so I can research it, and we can figure out further what we need to do. We also have to keep in mind that the head of Hexton will be looking for us at Absalon Station, so that may be something that we should be thinking about now. That's very true. Um, I don't want to go directly to Absalon because of that. Exactly. Because it's only been a few days since uh, they they set off. We also have the orb and the book, and that I've, I'm afraid will make us a target to the, for them. Agreed. Where is Paul? Hi. Sorry, I wanted to... I. Where's where's that escort guy? Or did we push him out the airlock? Did we finally get some sands? That's the first thing I would like to try to resolve. He's not here. He will not hear us, will he? Well, right now he's in the room with uh, Luca. Oh, good. So they're both locked in the closet. They're in a room. They're in our spare room. I just... Do we leave any food out for Luca? Yeah. I, I think also, there, I think there was still some... Yes, What's his, I, there like, was leftover defecation stew. situation been? He was only there for, like, a few days. So. How many Yeah, times? you need food yeah. in, like, a few days. and like Also water. <laughs> and also, like, where'd he put his doo-doo? <laughs> That's... That's a good question. Just a show of hands. I feel like maybe we didn't think this through very well. checked on Luca? No one's checked on Luca yet. We just got and back. you ain't allowed to. I vote that Luca might be dead. That's a win-win. Did you kill him with your needle? Uh, no, you no, locked him in a closet. may have starved him to death. Oh, well, it's only, it's, only been, it's only been one night. I provided him with food before we left. There we go. And it's only been one night. I'm not sure any of that is true. <laughs> well, I, w- I will go check on him if nobody has a problem with that. I believe Quip should go check on him. Don't you think you should check on him, Quip? Should I go check on him? Can I take Liza? I do want to grab Liza because I do want to start training her. Yeah, we can train her on Luca. Cool. How do you call Liza? He probably whistles to her. Can you whistle? I, I can't right now. Anyone can whistle. Really dry. <laughs> Sounds like a song cue to me. Give me a survival check. Oh, see if he can whistle. 24. So you whistle, and you hear a little, <laughs> and then Liza runs into the room. Put her up on my shoulder there. Okay. She is now on your shoulder. Um, And I'll I'll feed her just some of the food we have later on. While we're going through the drift, I want to look up the diet of Kikariki. Kikariki? Kaukariki. Kaukariki. My experience does tell me that depending on what they eat also determines how poisonous they are. And I'm sorry, the, the rat just lives with us now? His name is Luca. Oh, Luca. We're talking about Luca? <laughs> no, I'm talking about the thing that just crawled up your arm. She'll live in my quarters. It's oh, fine. Oh, rat. She's not a rat, though. 
a monkey with a pet monkey. She she <laughs> it's it's quite humorous, right? <laughs> <laughs> She's a flying monkey with a with a stinger. It flies? So, yes. Uh-uh. It flies like a like how flying squirrels fly. I feel like this is a decision like a we all should have voted on. Yeah. She'll live in my quarters. It's what fine. about what well, is I don't see her in your quarters now. She's with me. It's fine. Is she going to attack us? No, she won't attack you. It is actively hissing. Well, probably because you're very aggressive right now. I'm aggressive to the flying rat? Well, yeah, keep calling her a flying rat. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong, Liza. Well, she's not a rat. She's a fair bit bigger. Oh, a fair bit bigger, huh? (laughs) So a big flying rat. He mocked you. It was very fun. Let's go check on Luca. And what's his name? Brutus? Brutus. Uh, Boris. 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 Well, we also have another problem here. Besides those two? Yes. With me researching this magical items with this book, Boris will be aware of what it is. He may even be able to sense what I'm doing. Which is why I'm thinking we should take care of him before we take off. Definitely before I start my research. I have no idea how it may affect the orb. Can we just sort of jettison that room? It's a spare. We will need the room. I, I don't believe it. I, I would like can to we keep just, the room. Can we just, like, put Liza in the room and then shut the door and then kind of let it all sort itself out? Boris is not to be taken lightly as a magical user. He will be able to defend himself. Yeah, if he's Master Cypher's heir I, or aid, I imagine he's a, a right bit powerful. I mean, sure, it is an inferior school, but still. Damn. Still, it's still a school. It's still a magical school. Only we had someone who knew magic. <sighs> Knowing magic is Where will we find someone who was skilled in magic? Someone who would be willing to duel him to the death in space. Kriana just, uh, he rolls his eyes and walks away to go check on. (laughs) (laughs) So you would like me to call down a meteor on the ship in space? Is that smart to you? You should have gone to a school. I don't know much, but I know meteors can exist inside space. There's a reason why the animal ludum does not happen on a ship. Okay, bitch. First of all, did I say anything about a meteor? I did not say anything about a meteor. And also, not everybody has rich-ass parents so they can go to school because they don't know what the fuck they're going to do with their life. So, step off. I got your bitch. Okay? That fades into the background until you can't hear it anymore. (laughs) And uh, you come up on the spare room that you're keeping Boris and Luca in. I'll give it a I'll give it a knock first. You're gonna knock for the prisoners? Well, they're not prisoners right now. Yeah. Loka, how you doing in there, bud? We're doing okay. Making friends with Boris? Yeah, he's pretty cool. Do you wanna come in? Yeah, can I? Yeah, the door opens. <laughs> Just checking on you, man. Um, you've been in there uh was it two days now? Yeah, I would say like three days, two nights. Was it two nights? Mm-hmm. I thought we only stayed in that place for one night. He was in there a minute. Time flies that's what when it, you're having I fun. I mean, that's what it felt like. Sure, there's probably no windows. <laughs> it could have been more. It could have been less. It's I don't know. It's been far longer, Luca. Oh, you're not there. I know. <laughs> All right, well. Uh. <laughs> anyway, um... Boris here, he, he's he's telling me all about his magical training, and uh, yeah, it sounds really cool. Oh, that's great. That's great. Uh, Boris, you mind uh, coming with me, fella? Oh, yeah, I can come with you. Luca, I guess I'll I'll see you later. Boris follows you back to the counter. Well, I'd prefer not to be left alone. But I'll leave it unlocked for Luca. Okay. The door is not locked anymore, Luca. You can uh, go to use the bathroom if you need to. <gasps> and the door. <laughs> oh, <is> it... <gasps> sure. okay, I haven't used the bathroom in, in two nights and three days. <laughs> At least. <laughs> and he runs in the into the direction of the shared bathroom. So as you are heading back towards the common room, you start to hear the conversation between Kobach and Quib uh, again. And now Paul is starting to interject and it is much more heated than it was before. I'm just saying we could just, we could open the doors and then, oh no, they 
fell out. Oh, gosh. The doors. Paul, ain't nobody even talking about that right now. No, we're not talking about that. that I thought we were talking about killing the prisoners. No, we're not no, talking, talking about that. No, you're talking about that. What are we talking about? We're talking about? about how this motherfucker can't stop but disrespecting me every chance he gets. And then meanwhile, he wants me to be doing favors for him. So maybe he should just chill the fuck out. That is not true. That is not true. And you're oversharing. Oversharing. Crew, I, uh, I brought Boris here. <sighs> Hi. Hi. Hey. What's going on? Talking about cake. Yeah. We just having a discussion amongst the crew. And you all can see Boris is a human. He is bald. He's wearing the boo humans. <laughs> and he is wearing the yellow robes of the Mystical Institute of Triaxis. Hey Boris, what happened to your fur? My my fur? Why didn't you get no fur? Just a choice. I decided to shave my hair. Thought it would make me look a bit more mature. When I shaved my fur, everybody made fun of me. But I guess it's fine for you. I think it was Probably the Granadine. <laughs> that was very humorous. <laughs> it was a bit excessive. You look like a crazy Q-tip. <laughs> you shaved your fur? There was context. You don't need to know about it. It was a bit. You brought it up. Boris, I was meaning to ask you, uh, at your time at uh, MIT, uh, what, what was your uh, area of study, your specialty? Oh, my specialty is uh, conjuration. Okay. Yeah, and just general magical studies as well. You know, my... Yeah. My dad and mom have this whole this whole thing they want me to do, but um, I guess if I had to pick a magical study that I like, uh, it'd probably be conjuration. You know, just like Jabata. Oh, yeah, uh, yes, yes. Uh, that's 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 great. And oh, his invisible friend. I was wondering, since we will be taking this poor inept soul back to Absalom Station for his doctor, my question would be. After we arrive at Absalom Station, where can we drop you? Well, once we get to the station, the only thing Master Cypher told me to do was to make sure that this guy makes it to his doctor. As soon as I see that he's with his doctor and in good care and good hands, you know, you, you guys don't have to worry about dropping me off anywhere. We'll already, we'll already be at the station. There's, there's plenty of ferries and taxis that I can take. That sounds great. Does anybody else have any questions for boys? That was the main one, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Well, you know, Boris, uh, there is a fully stocked kitchen if you would like to help yourself to a snack before we get ready for our trip. You know, I didn't want to ask because I know that, you know, it's kind of intrusive. For... Oh, no, no. You you are a guest while you're here. Please help yourself to the kitchen. Oh, feel free. I appreciate it. Now, are you guys thinking that the common room is separate from the kitchen? Yes, it is. Okay, cool. That's what I would assume. No problem. So he makes his way into, uh, you know, he leaves the common room and you can hear the fridge open in the next room. Kovac swings around. We have got to get rid of it. Yeah. yeah, we got ice this fool. I'm sorry, what? Why? If only I had my gun. We don't have a doctor to take you to. That we is something d- we can We can either, we have two options. We can either try to, 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 to fabricate some kind of fake doctor we can take you to, or we can try to ditch him beforehand, but where would we do that? Or... We could just take him to a doctor. No, 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 no. We will be going to... No pharmaceutical people. I'm sure well, you could, could probably use, use a doctor. Yeah, I, I think it, could, it couldn't. It couldn't hurt. <laughs> or we could use Luca. In what way? Nobody gonna believe Luca a doctor. Has Boris met Luca? Yes. Yeah. Oh. And uh, thankfully, I'm hoping he, Luca didn't tell him too much about us. Um, they're bunkmates. Oh, that's great. We're gonna have to do something Which is about why that. We should have killed Luca ages ago. Yeah. <laughs> Luca is a very big loose end now. Oh, we what? No, who would have thunk? All we gotta do is when we get back to Absalom, we gotta take him back to his granny. We have to find some way to keep Luca from telling too much to bore us about who we really are. But we don't really know anything. We know that we have an old green rock. We have more information than that now that we have the book. Well, what other information do we it have? It is in the book, but what I... is in the book? <clears throat> I'll wait. Thank you. I cannot do anything with the book as far as research until Boris is out of the area. He'll know if you open it? Like He will feel the magical disturbance. Oh, okay. He can sense magic as well as I can. You sense that that book has 
something? It's, I am already afraid that he will sense the orb. I could sense the orb and so could Valon. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It would stand to reason he would as well. Okay, well, I guess we all agree it's airlock, and then... Yeah, I'm not happy about it, but... I would oh my god, I was kidding, him. but really? Yeah, great. I would rather not kill him, because <laughs> if we do, then we will be bringing down attention. the ire of... Master Cypher. Master Cypher, which is a very, at his full strength, battling him would not be pleasant. Ten points for the word ire? Uh, wouldn't get a lot of points in Scrabble, but solid. Oh, <laughs> shame. Three points. No, I think... I think ours are four. Okay, this is, yeah. Sorry, I played well, Scrabble let, a lot. Let's not discount a, a triple word score. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, Nine points. Uh, Quib, why don't you get us underway towards Absalon again? We'll figure it out as we're going through the drift. We have to go back anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. This would all be a lot easier if I had my gun. You don't have your gun? What is your gun? Yeah, where's your gun? I gave it back to you oh, and you never even gun. noticed it was gone. See, I should have taken better notes. Perhaps someone else should drive? Yeah, if any of y'all motherfuckers can learn how to fly a starship, you can I go. I can fly it. No, you Actually, I, I can't do it. All right, I'm going to go. We already established. <laughs> we already established I have the best piloting skills. Quit, in this yeah, you're, so. you're better at far it. better than any of us. But just, we can all do it. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. You are the best game in town, but not the only. I want you to go figure out some spells or some shit. I suppose everyone is hungry. I will go and make a snack for us all. And Why don't also, you conjure us some, some chickens or something? And I'll also uh, try to, uh, I don't know, get to know Boris better to figure out his weaknesses. Perfect. Paul, can you do me a favor? Yeah. Can you uh, check in with Luca, see what he told Boris already? Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. I promise on my soul of souls not to kill him, and I will keep him occupied and silent. Well, at this rate, can't we just take Luca back? We are, we are taking him back. We're, we're, back we're, we're, we're done with him. Okay, okay. We're taking him back to his granny, but we're supposed to help his granny out of a pickle. And we can't go to Absalom Station because we got Boris, and it's all a mess. It's a money pickle that granny something. In? Yeah, she like owed the uh, the gang money. If we don't even remember how we're helping her, I'd say we drop Luca off at the nearest asteroid. Yo, for real, what are the chances that granny be dead though? We'll find out. It's been like two weeks. That would really clear our hands, you know what I'm saying? Actually, it has been a few weeks. some time. (laughs) When we get back to her, let's... She owes some dangerous people some money. She may not be around for long. Yeah, we really should have taken her and left Luca. uh, Well, we had to rescue Luca. We didn't have him. Can't rescue everyone. The the only deal we agreed to was with his granny to save Luca. That was it. Great, so let's get it. If it's convenient to us, we can help out his granny. Okay. Yo, could Granny pretend to be a doctor? I don't think she looks like she could read. Yes, but neither does Kriana. That actually, wow. All Do right. Do you believe he is a doctor? Sure. Really? I don't believe. I believe I'm he a murdered his family. On which planet? And that he's a doctor. Those are my two beliefs. Strong beliefs there. I mean, we believe you know magic, but you've not shown that, so... You have seen me do magic repeatedly. I would argue that you and I have displayed a similar amount of magic. Kobach helped me out a Kobach lot Kobach reaches out fight. with psychokinetic hand and slaps <laughs> Paul in the face. <laughs> Paul reaches out with psychokinetic hand and slaps Kobach in the face. Well played. Alright, so where am I flying to? We're heading to Absalom. Okay. We're gonna see what we can do there. Paul? Yes. Let's uh, see if Luca has any faith in his granny being pretending to be your doctor. Oh, okay. I don't think, I think there must be, we must know someone who could do that better. So far we've met weepy innkeepers who don't know cheesecake recipes, a woman who said that she was good at runes and then could do nothing. I think Luca is honestly one of the most capable people we've met, and that is just startling. Uh, we've seen him fight. We if know he only can fight. we didn't have to bring back our master of disguise. We wouldn't need to pretend to be a doctor. 
if I was the one. That made no sense. This is so complicated. We also have to deal with the fact that we cannot go back to Absalom Station. All right, let's just, whatever y'all want to do. We'll figure it out as we go. Okay. We have to figure out something, and we have to be careful, because if we go to Absalom Station and the Grand Chancellor is there, then we are all... Uh, You're talking about the the headmaster. He's on Absalom Station. No, he's not. Nora sent two of her wards to Absalom Station to pick you up. That makes things better. So just to go over our so to-do list, list, we, we need to, to drop him. off Luca. We need to convince Boris that I've gone to a doctor. Both of those are on Absalom. But also on Absalom are two of Nora's wards. Who are looking for me. Because you have the green stone that we know is old, and we'll find more out once you open the book. But we can't do that until Boris is gone. Yeah. Yes, but we have to keep in mind that we got this green stone because it was a mission, and we were supposed to deliver it back to someone else. But that person who gave us the contract is missing. This is a big conspiracy. So quit blaming everything on magic in the green rock. That is not what got us here. No, I'm, I'm just... Also, that doctor, um, the scientist fellow that gave us the contract, we still got paid, which is the most confusing well, part. That definitely means that's a hush job, trust me. Like, the whole idea was to just smuggle out the orb and... I guess that was now it. they think they'll kill us. Well, they'll certainly try. We could all just step out of this. We have other things to do, right? I don't know. No? You're committed? Okay, I'm committed. Yeah, let's do we it. We spend a lot of time on it. We have a very powerful relic, and we have no idea what to do with it. We could throw it in the ocean. At that point, we might as well throw it into space. Oh, where does anyone can find it? Anyways. <laughs> okay, so, Quib, you make it back to the uh, the bridge of the ship. You sit in the pilot's seat. Uh, roll me a D6. Okay, so you plot a course for Absalom Station, and you can tell that it's going to take three days. It always faster going back than coming, right? <laughs> <laughs> it always seems that way, doesn't it? So this begins day one of our trek back to Absalom Station. Kobach, what kind of sandwiches are you making? I'm going to make some nice uh, chicken salad sandwiches. Oh, that's nice. I like that. I've added some nuts and cranberries. When you walked in there, Boris was still in there. He's like, hey, uh, do you need some help uh, making the salad? Oh, uh, no, no, no. Ciabatta chops a mean onion. (laughs) No, no. Thank you very much. You are a guest. Please, I will handle it. I have this image that uh, Kobach watches a lot of Food Channel and like is very particular about everything he cooks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> because cooking is just another form of like magic. So It is, yeah. It's one of the first things they teach you at Hexton University is how to cook. Paul, you were tasked with talking with Luca. Do you want to do that now or would you like to wait? Now? All right, so as you're walking down the hallway towards the spare room where Luca and Boris are being held, you see Luca is just coming back from the bathroom and has opened the door to the spare room. Hi, Luca. Oh, hey there. Oh, hey, how are you? Are you ready for the duel? Oh, the duel. The duel, the duel, the duel. Luca. Hmm. I was very upset with you. I think that was a correct and proper reaction. Uh, I disagree, but please continue. Oh, do you remember when you tried to blow up me and my crew? I remember the threat. Oh, oh! so you just make threats and you don't follow through? It's how unsightly. You know, I've, I followed through getting this arm and joining the, the Swiss Army gang. Yeah, turned on them pretty quick, too, huh? I tell you what, how about... You yelled at me and made me do it. If all it takes is yelling at you, then... How old are you, Luca? I'm 17. Oh. So you still have a ton of time to make good choices and bad choices. Mm-hmm. So let's make some good ones. First one, sit down with me. I'm okay if you sit. I'm, I think I'll just stand. 
Okay, so we made one bad decision already. <laughs> Great. <laughs> it's a cautious decision. I'll tell you what, let's go in the spare room. Okay. And Paul shuts the door. Oh, God. And then Paul locks the door. Oh, God. <laughs> uh. <sighs> oh, <laughs> would you look at that? <laughs> Now, Luca, I know you and Boris had some time to chat. Yeah, he's he's really cool. I agree. He's very cool. I love his lack of hair. He wanted to look more mature, so... Do you think it worked? He seems like he's, you know, got his life together and knows where he's headed. And would you like to be like that? Yeah. Right, because we saved you from that gang, and now we're going to save Granny. What did what'd y'all get to talking about? Well, he was talking about, like, you know, school and... And what he's been learning and, and that guy that, you know, he works for. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, I told him about, you know, he was asking about my arm and I told him about Granny. Mm-hmm. And I told him about how scary you were. Good. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, told him about the fight. Um, which, which fight? The fight in the basement. Oh, okay, good. That's fine. And then that's when uh, the captain uh, interrupted us. That's when I was about to tell him, you know, how the fight ended. Mm. And, and did he have any, any pointed questions for you? Well, he just asked me, you know, what is the emotional state of the crew? And, and specifically, he, he was asking about you. Um, and I told him that I thought that well, I'm not sure if I should tell you. Oh, I think, Luca, why not? You've known me longer. Yeah, and every interaction we've had has been uh, very negative. I did not start that, Luca. And you've threatened me every time. I saved you from a gang and then you tried to blow me up. We are even. I told him I, told him I thought you were crazy. Mm. You're nuts, mm-hmm, and you mm-hmm. have a very short temper, and, and okay. yep. you—at uh, least that's what I've seen. <laughs> I love all the, I love all the <laughs> nods that are happening around the table. Very These quietly. are some fair criticisms. Quinn and I do a lot of side eye during games mm-hmm. when we're not. We do talking. a lot of <laughs> we do a lot of acknowledging. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah, and I you know I told him that I thought that you were very unpredictable, and I don't know if anyone knows at any moment, including I don't even know if you know what you're going to do from moment to moment. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Luca, how astute. It's almost like you're a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) I went, no, I'm not a, I I haven't gone to school for anything like that. No, that's evident by your vocabulary and the way you hold yourself physically. Well, I mean, I am still recovering from this new arm, so Mm. that affects the posture a little bit. Oh, does it? It's, have you ever had one of your limbs replaced? Mm hmm. You have? (laughs) Mm hmm. Then you, then you should. Do you want know. me to roll for bluff or? <laughs> no, he's he's fine. He's fine. Paul has all of his natural born arms and limbs and everything, as far as I know. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, where did you guys go? Um, well, it was like a like a fair, and then we went to a school, and then I competed in a magic contest. You know magic? Mm-hmm. I'm a very powerful sorcerer. Oh. Uh, mm, give that give that one a bluff. <laughs> That'll be a twenty-eight. Nice. Wow. Yeah. So I was right to assume that you are really scary. Mm-hmm. I'm very scary. <laughs> well, not when you talk like that. But <laughs> <laughs> powerful sorcerers can talk any way they want. You're I just right. I could have just cast a spell. You're right. Check your testicles. Are they still there? Yeah. Yeah. At my behest. Thank you. Now, Luca, we have a few options moving forward. Okay. One, you just don't talk to Boris anymore. Why not? Do you remember the part where I'm a powerful sorcerer? Yeah. So, because I said so. But, like, he knows that I can talk. So just be really rude. Isn't Doesn't he also know magic? What if he makes me talk? Well, then... Or he also threatens my testicles. 
That's very rude, and you shouldn't talk to him anyhow. So, wait. Luca, you're making this more complex than it needs to be. You're 17, I'm older, more beautiful, and clearly I hold the cosmic powers at my limbs. So all you need to do is not talk to Boris anymore, and when we get to Absalom, we can, like, help your granny, and then you need to leave this gang life. Go home to your mother. So if I keep my mouth shut till we get back to Absalom Station, don't talk to this bald guy anymore, Mm -hmm. then... I'll let you go without our duel. We'll help Granny when we get back. Otherwise, we have to duel. You'll get thrown out the airlock. I don't want that. Well, me neither. I just want you to stay quiet. Seen, not heard. Okay. Well, I mean, he's going to see me. Barely seen. TBH. Okay. I can. I think I can do that. Great. Do. I will. Superb. Okay. So, like, how long do I have to be quiet? Until we no longer are in each other's lives. Like, this could be our last conversation, and that would be fine with me. Okay. Well, if this is the last thing that I'm going to be saying to anyone on this ship... Oh, God. I just want to say... Thank you. With foresight... No, not thank you. No, it was thank you, but then you said it, and I was like, well, maybe I shouldn't say it now. No, you definitely still should, because you owe us. Okay. So, thank you. For? For helping me and my granny. And when you get back to Absalom, you are going to... When I get back to Absalom and we get my granny back, I will leave the gang life, even though, I mean, I kind of made a big commitment with this arm, and I don't know what I'm going to do with that now. That arm is so versatile. Yeah, it does do that shooty thing with the fist. No, also, it's just strong. You could be, like, someone who lifts boxes. Yeah, a, a box lifter. It's a pension position. They have a union and everything. They do. Wow, me, little Luca, a first-class box lifter. <laughs> first in your family, not the last. Luca. Dream big, Luca. Dream big. Or you could, you could, you could replace all the fingers with knives and be a chef. Mm. Or, or spoons. You could mm. be a, a soup chef. You know what they say: if you reach for the top shelf, you. I don't know the rest, but that's. I'm not, I'm not heard, certain that's a saying. Luca. I've heard that. You can make it a saying. Well, this has gone on far longer than I would have lacked. <laughs> Okay, should I stop talking now? Let's do uh yes. And he he just nods. Good boy. Mwah. I didn't actually kiss him. Okay. Just, I think just the air. Okay, I'm turning around now. Bye. And you hear his robot hand <laughs> like waving goodbye. Sign language counts as talking, Luca. <laughs> <laughs> so uh during that time when everyone's off doing that, I'm training Liza. Okay, what are you doing? Uh, I'm just teaching her to listen to commands and to only attack when I tell her to, you know. It's a montage to the Karate Kid music. Basic dog best. training stuff, but, you know. Let's say you've got, like, three boxes yeah. set up as makeshift uh, targets. Two of them, I'm going to make it look like one, like, Kobok and one, like, Quib. Mm-hmm. And then one, like, you know, a generic enemy. Like, trying to teach her to, to, to distinguish who to not attack. Okay, so we've got Kriana's crude drawings of Kobok's face, and yeah. then Quib's face, and then a goblin, like, with its mouth open, eyes red. And uh, so which one do you point at? The, the goblin thing. <sighs> okay. That's not them. Got it. Okay, give me a survival check. That's going to be an eight. So she sees you point at the goblin, and she takes a couple steps toward the goblin and then looks at Kobach's crudely drawn visage and she rushes at it and slaps it with her hand. So training's going well. Right. So I'll see if we can get holograms of the crew. Mm. 
and also like holograms of enemies to see if that'll help. Like instead of just like shitty drawings yeah. and stuff, like actual images of them. Nice. Sounds like something you might want to pick up at Absalom Station. Yeah. So since that's not going well, I'm just going to research like the proper diet to make sure that she isn't venomous. Okay. Um, I'll take 20. So like that'll be like the majority of our trip is I'll be researching that. Okay. Excellent. So you head back to the captain's quarters. I assume that Liza goes with you and you get on your personal computer and you start clack, clack, clacking away. Quib, what are you up to? Quib is trying to figure out this doctor problem trying to uh, use her bounty hunter skills to try to find someone on Absalon who nice. can help us. Do you want to make up someone? Yes. Cool. Who are you going to try to contact? Uh, I'm going to try to find, uh, there's, a, there's a doctor that I know, Dr. Scribbler. Okay. Who, uh, not exclusive to Usagi, but particularly helps out Usagi, who, like, can't afford medical treatments. Mm. And uh, also, you know, like, sometimes if you need to get some things that maybe, uh, you know, aren't totally on the level, Dr. Scribbler is who you go to. Okay. I assume that he got the moniker Scribbler because he's willing to uh, fill out prescriptions for anybody. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you have a little vid screen next to the pilot's seat. You type in the number that you have for Dr. Scribbler, and it's dialing, it's dialing, and then he picks up. You can see that he's not really looking into the camera, but you see his face, and he's at a table. He's working on something that's out of uh, view of the camera. Yeah, what do you want? Hey, Doc. It's your girl, Quibby. I'd be doing all right. I'd be doing all right. Um, I feel like I may be requiring your services a little bit. Is that so? You got hurt again? You got cut up? Are you bleeding? No, I got a little uh, unconventional request for you. Did you? You forgot who you were again? <laughs> I don't think so. I still quib, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You are quib. But yeah, we good. We good okay. there. We okay. good there. Basically, we trying to lose someone who is following us because he is under the impression that we need to take one of our compadres to a doctor. And I was wondering if you could be that doctor so we could get this fool off our ass and we will make it worth your while. So you want me to pose as something that I am? Yes. So it's not really asking a lot. And just say that my crew member, Paul, is uh, in your care. That's all we really need. And honestly, if you want to keep him, you can keep him. But um, I don't wish that upon you because you are a good man. Keep your crew member? You don't have to keep them, but, like, we just, like... Well, you just said I could if I wanted to. You can if you want to. Okay, that, that sounds great. How are his organs? Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> are they good? Is he a smoker? I'll let you deal with that when you get him. How attached is he to, uh, to those? I think very. He might have some extras. He's a Lashunta. I don't really know much about um, their bodies or, like, what happens inside of them. No, he wouldn't. You're not a, you're not a doctor. That is true. So... We're going to come to Absalom, we're going to come to you, and you're going to be like, oh, yeah, Paul, my client, or yeah, whatever. sounds just like me. Oh, okay, well, 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 Paul, my client, or client, well, patient. Hey, 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 Yo, that's pretty good, though. That's, like, spot on. Thanks, thanks. All right, so you, you go with that? Yeah, sounds good. Where, where should I be here? Should we just come to your office, or? Absolutely not. Oh. <laughs> How's he gonna believe? How's he gonna know you a doctor? You think I'm gonna in- invite strangers into my back alley doctor's office? I mean, how's it gonna look if we like? Oh, here we're taking him to his doctor at this bar. Yeah, or- what if I'm more like one of those hippie doctors that believes in like outdoor, like the healing power of nature? I right, so you want to meet in like a meadow? When, when, when are you guys gonna be here? Uh, what, like three days? Yeah, three days. You'll three be there. Days, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're the literal pilot. 
<laughs> You're the one who told us how long it's gonna take. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be like three days. Three days. We coming from long distance. What? Okay, yes, three days. What time should I meet you? I don't know what time we're gonna land. You are the. <laughs> that would be a precise thing. All right. Well, what day is it today? Today's Tuesday. That doesn't matter in space. Alright, so like Friday at 9 a.m. or maybe later, but I'll keep you posted if we hit any delays along the way. But hopefully by then. Friday, 9 a.m. at the park. <laughs> you know the wood. Yeah, I know the wood. A station the size of a planet. One park. <laughs> One park. Well, the park that we liked. It's the park that I, I found you uh, when you had your tail cut off that one time. That was a hard time. I'll never forget. Yeah. I'll never forget what you did for me, though. That's why you're my dude. Okay, well, thank you for calling and making me laugh several times. Anytime. Talk to you later, Quip. I, I see you Friday. Friday at 9 a.m. at the park. Could be out. Scribbler out. That's it. That's it for the first day. Day two. Kobach, would you like to speak with Boris, or you want to put it off another day? I'll speak with Boris. So you find him in the common room. He is writing notes in his uh, personal journal that he's carrying around with him. <clears throat> uh, Boris... What you doing? I'm just sitting here journaling about, you know, thoughts that I have, things I might want to do once I'm back on Triaxis. Have you had any need to contact your superior? No. Should, should I have? I mean, we no, haven't, I, I, I haven't I completed was, my task, so... Oh, I was just wondering how uh, how often you would be in contact with him. And, you know, I don't, I don't really know much about him. Uh, I, I don't know much about MIT, uh, ex- except... This one time, a, a student came to a party at Hexton, and, and he um, he got very, very drunk, and, and he lost all of his robes, and it, it was really quite humorous. It, it gave me the in, interpretation that MIT was a bit of a party school. We, we like to have fun. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's pretty much the, uh, the reputation you have. A lot of ale going around oh, at MIT. I, I can imagine. Um, have you ever thought of taking part in the animal ludum yourself? It's not really my thing. Mm. Um, because you prefer conjuring. I, uh, yeah. If I had my choice, I wouldn't be at MIT at all. But Your parents. Oh, yeah. So, so what are you from originally? Originally, I'm from Octurn. Octurn. Yeah, it's the planet furthest out in the, the packed worlds. Pretty uh, long way away from home. Yeah. And is that on purpose? You know, I could have stayed on Octurn and been happy, but it's not what my parents wanted for me. I understand. I, I do have a question about how is it that you found yourself in that position, being a the ward? second, the, the ward, yes. Well, I mean, a lot of people stress out about becoming a ward of one of the masters, but honestly, like, I showed up on time, I did all my homework, all my studies, all my excursions, and just became a reliable person. That is very important. People know that they can count on me to get stuff done. Which is why you're here. Which is, exactly. Which is why I'm here, which is why I have to go pretty much anywhere and do almost anything that Master Cypher asked me to do. It's not particularly an avenue that I wanted to take, but I, I have known people who have. Why not? It wasn't really my goal to be uh, mentored in that way. And what is your goal? Because you seem like somebody that likes magic. I do like magic very much. Uh, I am unique in my family in that way. Uh, But I have a gift for it, and I have a passion for it. That's crazy. Where does that passion come from? I don't get it. Please, if I could get excited about going to magic school, that would would help me a lot. Well, magic is a very... uh, important part of the world and nature. It is kind of a bridge between so is many it? different things. It, it is a, an infinite 
amount of possibility that we have within ourselves. It is a gift. And the more that you understand a gift, the more that you can use the gift to help others, to help yourself. I think that in discovering who you are, all of who you are, you find freedom and purpose. And that is my driving force. Oh, well, I'm happy for you, man. Sounds like you're sounds like you're deep into it and you like being deep into it. I, I do, I do. But but speaking about you being a ward of uh, Master Cypher, what is what is he like? What is your relationship with him? Um you ever had a boss? Uh no. No? No, I I've never worked. No one's ever told you, hey, do this, and you had to go do that? Oh, well, well, yes, yes. Yeah, so imagine that, but, like, you can't disobey their orders. Mm-hmm. Or, like, because Master Cypher is my is my boss. I'm his ward. If I want to, you know, climb the ranks higher in MIT, he's the guy I got to please. I'm looking for his recommendation to, you know, if I keep following my dad's track for me, you know, become one of the guild members. Your that, father is a guild member? N- no. Oh, but that is what he wishes for you. He wants that for me. He wanted it for himself. It didn't work out for him. But he and my mom are hoping that that's what I'll be able to ascend to. So if Master Cypher says jump, I got to jump. If he says, take this guy to his doctor. So it is pretty much just a uh, business relationship between the two of you. It's nothing very close between you as shared. You know, it is a mentorship as well. So if I had any questions about magic or, or anything of that nature, I'm sure that he would like to have those conversations. I mean, I see him hanging out with other wards and, you know, having deep discussions with them. I just, like, I, I think he prefers that I don't approach him with those things, honestly. Because I'm not bugging him, not bothering him, taking I'm up sure his time. Busy. Yeah, exactly. And I've been noticing lately that I've been sent on more of these missions than the other wards have, which annoys me, but, like, I know that it shouldn't because that means that he likes me, you know? Well, um, it was very nice uh, catching up with you, Bordis. Have you perhaps seen uh, Kriana around here? Yeah, I think I saw him in the cargo hold. He was, like, painting some boxes. I don't know. That monkey was with him. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Uh, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go find him now. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for those sandwiches. Oh, you're very welcome. You're Those very welcome. were very good. Perhaps I'll whip some up for lunch. Sounds great. Okay, so go back once to go straight to Kriana. No, Liza, you got to, you have to not attack the crew. <laughs> they're your family now. <laughs> they're, they're, they're part of the herd. Oh. And so she raises one of her paws and then slaps the quibbling. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, <laughs> bad. <laughs> the, the, the goblin, kill the goblin. <laughs> And then she goes up to the goblin, raises both her paws, and, like, hugs the goblin. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> this is where you find Kriana. Okay, so I open the door. I don't want to go in. Uh, Kriana, I would like to speak to you if you have time. Yeah, absolutely. And Liza looks uh, up at him as the door opens and looks at the box next to her. <laughs> and then, like, starts starts going towards Kobak. No. So I snap and <laughs> I send her away to the back of the car. <laughs> I see training is going to take more time. Yeah. Is that rudimentary drawing? Is that supposed to be me? I'm not much of an artist. Uh, apparently. I apologize. You should. We're going to pick up some uh, some hologram projectors back at Absalon. Speaking of Absalon, I, I've had a conversation with Boris that I wanted to relay some information to you. About. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know what choices we have about uh, dealing with him, but perhaps it may be easier to get rid of him than we thought. How so? Well, he seems to be very kind of detached from his employer. And perhaps if we can maybe um, send him a fake message from his employer, maybe we can get him off of our backs a bit sooner. We could do this maybe as a plan B, something that we could possibly play with. 
Well, I mean, we could stop somewhere on the way to Absalon and drop some, drop them off, but it's only a few more days till we're there. That's true. Uh, perhaps some kind of message saying that he needs to return immediately and abandon this mission. But that's just something. I've also learned that he is very inexperienced with combat magic, which means that if it needed to be, we could probably subdue him easier than I anticipated. Well, that's good to know. That's really good. I figure that would be something to consider. No, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Quib said something about knowing a guy, so we can go check with her, see if she made any headway on that. Oh, that's a good idea. I'm starting to regret showing her how to use the intercom. Alright, uh I'm gonna leave Liza here in cargo hold. Do you need anything before I leave? Because I I think it's better to lock her in here. Oh, well, I am definitely not going in there with okay. that thing. I you go and talk to uh If you see anyone tell tell them to not go in there. Um Sure. How about you just lock it? That's that's a good idea. So while Kriana is on his way to the cockpit, we cut to Paul. Paul's going to go ahead and try to get in the cargo hold. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did, did you see uh, Kriana and Kobak leave the cargo hold? Yeah, because he's waiting to have access to Liza. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, you want to interact with Liza. So yeah. you saw me go in there and you saw interact. that I left. That's with, what we'll call it. <laughs> yeah, so I was like... Well, honestly, I think Paul's come around the corner and he sees y'all leave. And he's like, oh, damn it. I wanted your help. But then he's like, no, I can do it myself. So then he goes in the cargo hold. Wait, do I see you leave as I'm walking by? Mm-hmm, do you? <laughs> Give me perception. Are, are you trying to hide? It's not that big of a ship. I think, yeah, because I don't think you're going to let me. Okay. See, I'm trying to be sneaky. I'm not even going to roll perception because I'm just going to assume that you're not sneaking around the ship and just head over to the, that I am locking the cargo hold. That's rude. It's everyone's cargo hold. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's my ship, and we have yet to actually put anything useful so in So I'm there. trying to get in the cargo hold. Is Kriana the only one that knows how to unlock the cargo hold is my question. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to have to hack it. How far away is he? I'm just thinking it's I can once a day detect thoughts. Uh-huh. So Cern just going to search through his mind. Through Kriana's mind? Yeah, because he just locked it, so it's on his brain. Mm. The combination. Okay. Very yeah. good. Okay, so he's going to detect thoughts. I think you can resist that. Yeah. A will save negates. Yes. It's 15 you have to beat. I'm probably not going to beat this. <laughs> Yeah, that's a six. Haha. <laughs> he's able to, because, uh, I mean, he's right. It is on your mind. What, what is, uh, what's the code there? 8675309. Uh, so Paul's going to go ahead in there and here, monkey, 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 monkey. Here, monkey, monkey, monkey. And Liza runs out into the middle of the cargo hold and, and looks at you. Groovy tunes. Paul's going to take his top hat off. Okay. And with, like, the, the top of it pointed at her, so, like, the empty side is pointed towards me. Okay. He's going to try to do, like, a like a charging bull sort of thing. My goal is to get her to bite the hat and inject some venom. It's not in her teeth. It's in her tail. So then I want her it's to lance. scorpion tail she has. I want her to scorpion the hat, and then I want to poison my needles for my gun, which is a great idea. I agree. That actually is a really good idea. Got yeah. it. Thank okay. Thank Let's see what skill this would be. That's going to be survival. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Sure, it's not maybe diplomacy? <laughs> no, it's, it's definitely it's, not It's a wild animal. <laughs> so to do that whole series of events is survival? Okay. 
<gasps> that is a natural 20. Thank goodness, because my survival bonus is zero. Oh, jeez. You start performing the uh, taunting her with the hat. The, the famous Paul dance of the hat. Famous Paul dance of the hat. We all know what it is. We've all seen it before. <laughs> no need to describe it. And uh, you get closer to her, and you can see that, you know, she's starting to arch her back just like a cat would. <laughs> And then she charges the hat, and she's really quick. She comes and she jumps and lashes, like hovers for just a second and lashes at the hat with her tail and uh, injects some venom into it. Yay! It worked. And now you have a pissed off sting bat in your immediate area. But there's like some venom like in the well of the hat. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. Thank you. And then just going to run. Okay. Give me an athletics to run away. Was it really bad? Are you sure it's not an acrobatic? Um, <laughs> Pretty sure it's athletics to I run. Think, I think I was tumbling. Uh-huh. Sounds acrobatic-y to me. Uh, you said run away. I did. I did. It's going to be using, <laughs> I'm using your words. <laughs> Weird. What is it? Um, It's going to be a three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Let's see what Liza gets. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> she oh, got God. a natural one. Yes. Oh, jeez, you lucky bastard. Oh, man. He's got touched by an angel. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so she's very perplexed by the uh, attacking the hat and the whole dance and, and the whole thing. And so she ends up <laughs> tripping over her tail, and you make it out of the cargo hold, and you close the door behind you, and you lock it again so, Go, that, ha, ha. so that Kriana won't know that anyone was there. And as that happens, we cut to the cockpit where Kriana enters. Hey, Greg, what's up? So, uh, no big deal, but your girl might have solved our little problems. So you got in contact with someone? Yeah, I got a doctor, an Absalom, who's, uh, doesn't ask a lot of questions. And, um, he, uh, he's gonna, he's gonna be our doctor. So he's gonna be Paul's psychiatrist? Yeah. And, you know, if we want to, like, leave Paul with him, we could do that, too. It's an interesting food for thought. I'm just saying, like, we don't have to, but, like, if you needed to. So he's ready to, like... Sign off on anything that uh, that that kid's gonna ask. Yeah, his name is Doctor Scribbler, and his specialty is signing off on shit without asking much questions. We sort of work together a lot; like we're basically partners. Um, okay, you know he trusts he trusts me. So he's prepared to act like a psychiatrist for us, and not a medical doctor. Yes. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Table First Podcast. The crew of the Terrapin will return next week. If you like this episode of the podcast, please consider giving us a review and rating on iTunes. That would help other amazing people such as yourself to find the show. If you'd like to keep up with us between episodes, you can find us across all social media platforms at the Tableverse. The Tableverse Podcast is a Timid Jester production. It's hosted by Justin Harris. You can find him at Cheris Harris. The podcast is edited by me, Jeffrey Duke, and Justin Harris. Quib is played by Allison Klemp. You can find her at Allison Klemp. Paul is played by Connor Gallagher. You can find him at Connor Said What. Kobach is played by Quentin Lamar. You can find him at Quentin Lamar. Captain Eustace Kriana is played by me. Jeffrey Duke. You can find me at Jeffrey Duke. Original music for the Tableverse podcast was composed by Jennifer Rokamp. You can find her at jenniferrokamp.com. Original artwork for the Tableverse podcast was illustrated by Liara K. Crane. You can find her at liarkcrane.co.uk. And until next time, may your joys be as bright as starlight, your troubles as empty as the void, and may you find sweet freedom wherever you may fly. <laughs>